0: Welcome to Raven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. And tonight we're going to be talking about the movie Mandy, which was released um, a couple days ago, I think, on Video On Demand. Um, I think it's playing in limited theaters also. Uh, before that, we're going to talk a little bit about some stuff that we missed while we were gone and answer some questions from Instagram. So, enjoy the episode. All right, so it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. Well, more than a couple weeks, almost a yeah, month now. it's been a long time. Um, we planned on recording an episode a couple weeks ago on Summer of 84 and Super Dark Times, which we will be recording at some point when we have everybody back together. But uh, we ended up having to evacuate because of Hurricane Florence. that made direct landfall over our house. Everything's good with us, but it set us back with recording, so... And pretty much
1: everything in life. Yeah. So we're
0: getting everything back together now. Uh, Sierra and I just wanted to do an episode tonight and kind of get the ball rolling so we could still post, um, Erica will be back. Eventually. Probably in a couple weeks.
1: She, she fled to Texas.
0: Yeah, we, we all ended up in different places, so, um... But everything is good there, Uh, thank you guys so much who reached out to us because uh, we did post about it because we were letting you guys know we weren't releasing an episode and we did have some people reach out to us and make sure we were good, so we appreciate you guys. Um, So I just figured we'd talk a little bit about some news that's come up. I know that since the last time we recorded, the second Halloween trailer dropped, which if you're listening to this, it's been a couple weeks now, but... Um, I'm excited for it. I think it looks really good. Uh, yeah, it does. It, I, I had high expectations for it already just from um things that I had read about it and when
1: we had the panel that we saw. Yeah,
0: we had we had seen a Q and A with uh, Nick Castle at a con James, we were at and was in February, wasn't it? Yeah, he was really excited about it and he just gushing over it and so I, I kind of had high hopes for it already.
1: We um, even got to be part of a video he made that told the director don't fuck it up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: that was fun.
0: <laughs> so uh, I I have high hopes for that. I think it looks good. I like the whole approach that they're making of um, Laurie Strode kind of being a badass and.
1: She is a badass. Like, rip. she. Um. I just think it's this is gonna be a really big thing for horror fans everywhere. Um. Just because Halloween is the movie that started, especially like I feel like our generation and the generation before us as well on horror um, and being interested in it. So I think that this is like being a little kid again, you know, having this come to theaters and being able to see it. I know that Dylan and I are, like, pre-ordering tickets because we're (laughs) nerds, but, like, we're planning on, like, going out with, like, my whole family almost. Like, everybody wants to go see it, you know? Everyone's excited and even... I mean, I have
0: people at work who kind of... Like, some know that we do the podcast, but others just know that... We watch a lot of horror movies, but I have so many people, like people that own, don't even watch horror that are coming out to me like, hey, new Halloween looks pretty good. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it's it's a cool uh, kind of bridge type of movie where people who just love Halloween or just love the fall want to watch this movie. You don't necessarily have to be a horror fan to want to see a Halloween
0: movie. I'm making my predictions now. I, I foresee this surpassing it the It remake as far as, uh,
1: I think it's going to be a thousand times better than the it remake. Well, I don't, I don't mean,
0: I don't mean quality wise. I mean like sales. Like oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Office. I think that I we're, think it has
0: the the highest it has the record for like the highest grossing. Horror yeah, movie. I
1: think that Halloween's definitely going to take the cake on that one, and I think it's easy because they're bringing back original characters. And they're bringing back the original actors that played them, and I think that that's a big thing. Not necessarily, not that I necessarily, mean, not necessarily Nick Castle either, because he's the man behind the mask. But um, to bring back um, Jamie Lee Curtis as Lori Strode, I think that's a huge thing. Um, which they did
0: with H two O, but I feel like at it was so
1: long ago, though. Even that movie came out so long ago.
0: It was twenty years ago, yeah. Um, but I mean, th- they have so many people on board. Too. Aren't I they mean,
1: disregarding all of that yeah, now? So um, it's going to be a direct sequel.
0: John Carpenter's doing the soundtrack again. And he's totally on board with it. So I, I think there's a good crew of people behind that. So I
1: think this is one movie where you can get your hopes up. And I think that it's going to deliver for everyone. Like, I, I truly believe that. I think that this movie is going to be the one that delivers to everybody. You know, we've gotten our hopes up a thousand times. You know, Evil Dead, uh, Friday the 13th which I didn't mind Friday the 13th, Um, the Halloween remakes that Rob Zombie made. (laughs) Sorry, Rob Zombie, I love you. You know I do, but those movies were weird. Um, You know, I think that this is going to be the remake to make you feel okay about remakes. Or not remakes, it's a sequel. But, you know, like... It's going to make you feel better about all the fuck-ups that have happened in the past, I think. And I'm really excited to see, hopefully, I'm hoping that they release the photography that Nick Castle talked about.
0: Well, they did. Well, they showed the one, but like
1: he said that there's a ton of pictures that they recreated. And that there'll be scenes in the movie that he said. So I don't know if they made the cut or not, but that there's definitely scenes that pay homage to the original. So I think think definitely when you guys go, be on the lookout for anything like that. Uh, You know, and just enjoy it. Have fun. You you know, even if it's not the most amazing masterpiece, I think that this is going to be a really fun time.
0: Well, what has has me interested in it, and there's very few movies that I'll spend money to go see anymore, but you can tell that this movie is made by fans for for fans. fans. It's not a cash grab. It's not a studio saying, we need to pump out another Halloween movie to make money. It it, it's for the fans. I'm I'm sure that money's involved at some point. Like it's gonna be a good paycheck for everybody. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But um, I'm I'm just I'm kind of hoping they're. I've seen it marketed that this is gonna be like the last Halloween movie ever, and I kind of hope they stick to that. I've also heard that they're already talking about a sequel. And I, I don't want them well, to go that way Exactly,
1: route. because it's like the first... There, there was something so special about the full, first Halloween movie. And I was very mean to it when we, were cover, when we recorded and covered that movie because Steven's an Uber fan and it's really fun to make Stephen cry. <laughs> um, it's like my favorite hobby. I love you, Steven. <laughs> but um, so I, 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 I fucked with Steven really bad on that episode and gave it a pretty low rating. But um, Dylan recalls when we first started dating, Halloween was my favorite series. Even mm-hmm. above Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was before I developed the knowledge and proper taste. No, okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, so it, th- this movie does hold a really special place for me. And um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to kind of almost get that childlike scare that I, I remember having in it. And I think that this movie is going to deliver that for sure. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. I hope Nick Castle has a ponytail the whole time. Like, I hope it just, like, hangs out the back of the mask so I know it's him.
0: (laughs) So, um... Moving on to a remake that people aren't very excited about. The Child's Play remake.
1: Yeah. I don't don't get excited anytime I hear Child's Play brought up anyway. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to be... So... It's not being made by the people. It's not being... Don Mancini, nobody involved with the originals are involved. Now does he not own the
1: rights to it then?
0: He does, but it, it's it's a weird thing. He's still it's they're still making they're still making the current Chucky yeah. franchise. They're still planning new movies. They're planning the T V series and still.
1: He's the one who just did Cult of Chucky last yeah. year.
0: Yeah. They're they're still planning on moving on, so it's kind of weird that they're rebooting it while the original series is still going. My thing is I I foresee it flopping. I don't see it being good. I don't see it making a lot of money. Will I watch it? Most likely, out of curiosity. I, I know that a lot of people are like. I, I know that when you're passionate about something, it's easy to like shit all over something. But you've done
1: like, it. Yeah, I, I've done
0: it. I'm guilty. Evil, of it, too. The Evil
1: Dead remake. But it's kind of like.
0: <laughs> you're not. I could understand if they were saying, "We're taking the rights of Child's Play away." Don Mancini cannot make any more movies and we're going to make a reboot. But there's still you're still going to get the Chucky that's coming out now. There's just going to be a reboot so they can both exist. Now, you know, you yeah. don't have to necessarily watch or like the remake if it's not your thing and you're not interested then just wait for the next series or movie to come out by Don Mancini. I as somebody who's a fan of the Child's Play movies personally, I'm not really excited about it. I think that the plot sounds like Small Soldiers, a toy... Chucky's going to be a robot that's messed malfunctioned. with... Malfunctioned. Malfunctioned by a member of the toy company, and it takes away his restrictions and he starts killing, which is literally the plot of Small Soldiers. Chucky's going to be a commando elite, but... Um,
1: that is one of Dylan's favorite movies, so I think Small it's Soldiers he's not solid.
0: But um, I... I, I that is something that I first see, that is something that I see as like them doing it as a cash grab.
1: No, yeah, I agree, and this is what I'm gonna say about that as a as somebody who's not a fan of the Child's Play series, I fucking hate Chucky, but, um, I do think that the reason behind this remake from a different person is probably to modernize the movies. They're making modern Chucky movies done. Don Mancini, his yeah. name. Okay. he's made he's he's made up movies up to last year, so and he, and he plans on continuing that, which I think is awesome because there's a huge fan base and he loves his fans. That's that's great. It's not my thing, but that's great. But his movies are still very much the same style. I don't think that they ever really became modern, and uh, I don't think that movies need to be redone to be modern, but I, I do have a theory that that's probably why they're doing it, is that they're going to make like the
0: modern... Technology, yeah.
1: The modern uh, horror movie that teenagers are going to want to go see in high school. It's not going to be aimed towards, you know, the... the you Original know, Chucky
0: fans. Yeah, the yeah.
1: 20s and the 30s and the 40-year-olds, you know, that, that grew up with Chucky. It's going to be the younger... The, uh, introducing chucky to a new generation the only thing that's unfortunate is that the new generation is going to see this film prior to seeing the original chucky movies and it may sway their opinions on where this story came from which i think kind of is a bummer um but the teenagers have shitty taste anyway they like the movie ouija so yeah you know like what can you do about it i i think like dylan said they can both exist I think that it doesn't... It's not going to take away... Like, obviously, fans of the Chucky's movies are going to go see Don Mancini's Chucky movies. (laughs) I'm saying this way too much. Yeah. You know, people are going to go see his films over this remake that are actual fans. And I think in the horror world especially, the people that continue to make the series are doing it for their fans. They're not doing it for money. So I don't think it's going to hurt him in any way.
0: No. Um, Moving on, it was recently announced a couple days ago that Robert England is going to be reprising his role of Freddy in full makeup, which he said he was never going to do on again on that sitcom for the Goldberg Halloween special.
1: That show is so bad. Now, it's like fun, I'm kind of bad.
0: you know it, it doesn't affect me at all. I don't watch the show or anything. But it it kind of bugs me that of all of the opportunities that he's had to come back, you know, for his fans, for new movies, for anything whatsoever. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. But the Goldberg TV special, he's like, fuck it.
1: I'm putting the makeup on. That's primetime TV, man, that he's going to get so much fucking money. Okay, Robert England, I have strong opinions about ever since going to a specific convention. Last year. And he literally was there for money. Um, I don't care what people say. He's a nice guy. He's this, he's that. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Because you're paying him $40 an item. And you just brought in 10 items. But that's not my business. The man's out for money. And he's not true to his horror fans. Which is fine if that's who he wants to be. I mean, he's an old dude. He probably doesn't want to sit there for probably 7, 10, 12 hours. And get makeup done. Whatever. Can't blame him. But for this particular reason like you're coming back as freddy for a half hour tv special really
0: yeah (laughs) like it bugs me a little bit because
1: go show up to a fucking convention and do photo ops just as freddy again dude like i mean do something for the people that waited in line for you and didn't get to meet you because you were too busy freaking taking everybody's money left and right like for real boom got I do feel that way. Like that's exactly like there was so many just we didn't try. We knew that it was gonna be crazy. We did not expect it to be that to that extent for Robert England. We didn't even try to meet him. It wasn't a need thing for us, and that's crazy because Dylan's a huge Freddie fan. But it literally there there was tons of people. There was people who were VIP, paid extra money to make sure that they met him, and they didn't meet him. And it was just like you know and then the convention got blamed for it and it was a great convention mm-hmm. but you know and they they addressed it this year you know and and i think that's that's awesome but robert Inklins just seems like a dick
0: <laughs> and there goes all our listeners <laughs> um, so you can cut that out if you want no, but it's fine um <laughs> So, the only other thing that I'll bring up as far as um, recent news. I know that um, Return of the Living Dead, Tom Savini's 1990 version, which we're going to be covering sometime this month or next month. Very soon. I'm very
1: excited to cover it.
0: Um, They announced that it was going to be getting a U.S. Blu-ray release, which...
1: We'll probably buy. Yeah. We're not huge Blu-ray collectors, guys. Don't be like, oh, you're those people. That's Steven. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Well, that is you, dude, but um there's certain ones that we buy because they're special yeah um other than that we netflix
0: it or rent it and uh something i was i was kind of bummed out about but at the same time not really because it's been so long since i've had any involvement in it but um telltale games shut down and they are canceling the final season of the walking dead which why they shut down i would assume that
1: they were doing pretty well
0: i haven't looked into it too much i know that um the only
1: game that was selling was their walking dead (sighs) game
0: well i know that they were also working on a stranger things um game
1: dylan's feelings are hurt because he his inner 11 just died
0: (laughs) no i mean i don't even think i played the the last season that came out of the walking dead but the first two they were great i in my opinion better than the tv show they're fun um so i know that a lot of people were bummed about that
1: that is i mean it's a bummer um i i did have fun playing them they're really cool like um games because you can change the outcome and i always like that about games but like usually the outcome like regardless of what's what you choose it like forces you to choose the one even like eventually like you'll have like a whole conversation that'll wrap, wrap around back to the one that you were supposed to choose to make a certain thing happen
0: my biggest complaint about games like that too are um i mean another one too that we played which was a lot of fun was until dawn the make your own choice i love that and but But like there's no real changes exactly the story is literally exactly the same i want a game where the entire story is different depending on what you pick and i know that that's a lot to do but don't market a game as your decisions will affect your outcome when it it's just the same either way Mm -hmm. but yeah so that's all i really got for news well you got something else what
1: so we recently got our tickets to mad monster party yeah (laughs) and we're super excited this was such a blast last year super crowded super packed so much fun we met so many awesome people but the big news is is that they announced their first guest so they only have one guest announced we bought tickets immediately and a photo op with said guest. Do you want to be the one to say who...
0: Bruce motherfucking Campbell. And if you've listened to the show before, you know that Evil Dead is my favorite movie. So I literally fangirled as soon as I saw that.
1: I'm I'm still praying to God that I can convince Bruce Campbell to hold my baby up like freaking <laughs> Simba from The Lion King in the picture. But I doubt that he's going to, but I'm, I'm hoping.
0: Um, another thing, too, that I want to bring up... Um, we got the opportunity, thanks to our good friend Thomas Nagovin. Oh, um,
1: I love that. He's the to, sweetest uh, man in the world. We had the
0: opportunity to watch the film that he had made, Aurora. And I will say, oh my God. Fuck. I enjoyed it so much. It if is you- so
1: fun. It's such a wild idea crazy ride so much fun yeah
0: keep an eye on this film and as soon as you get the opportunity to either buy it or watch it please watch it support this man support it he's gonna make amazing movies yeah and it and they're
1: not gonna be run-of-the-mill they're gonna be unique they're gonna be quirky they're gonna be different i mean i'm
0: obviously not gonna spoil anything as far as the film goes but if you're a fan of either westerns or like the old universal movies She's, this movie Honestly, was made for anything you anything
1: different if you're if if you're just a fan of not seeing the same thing over and over again check this film out it is so fucking wild it's yeah. it's out there and it's cool it is so it's beyond what i was expecting and and he knew i told him how excited i was when he <laughs> started releasing stuff about it so we've been following that for a while now with Thomas Nagovin, but he is a sweetheart. He's one of the the nicest people. He was reaching out to us the whole time we were evacuated to make sure we were all right um, during the hurricane. He's just deserves support for his art. He's amazing. Go check out. He also um, has tons of books out. Uh, he's does like art books and they're amazing. Well, there's an art gallery,
0: Century Guild. Yeah,
1: he's amazing. Just like just a truly 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 great person we love him
0: so that's going to be it for the news um we're going to move on i had posted on uh, instagram if anybody wanted to ask us some questions we would answer it on the show i'm an idiot and i posted it about two or three hours before we were recording so we really didn't get any responses apart from um one from our good friend angel from that strange show
1: whom we love as well
0: um the question that he asked, which I thought would be interesting to talk about, is what is your guys' favorite movie from 2018 individually? Um, didn't specify horror, so... So,
1: surprise, Angel, we haven't watched any movies from 2018. <laughs> no. <laughs> we've, we've watched some, I actually, had to, like, look, because we've been, you know, we're, we're working class citizens here, you know? We don't go to the movies all the time, and we try to support things as much as we can we don't want to steal movies if we can avoid it obviously um so it's it's one of those things where i had to like really sit there and think and be like what movies have i seen i had to google what movies have come out exactly and i was just like fuck i haven't seen a lot
0: yeah even looking like there's really not a lot that i've seen yeah and
1: like all the ones i did want to see we didn't see like the incredibles we didn't see
0: jurassic world we didn't see but um I'll also Solo. say, too, a lot of movies that I've been, like, highly anticipating aren't out yet. Like, Bohemian, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, um, that, that one's
1: probably going to be one of my favorites.
0: Suspiria, right? Halloween. Mm-hmm. So there are movies coming out. Venom, which comes out this weekend, I was really yeah, excited for. Yeah, he just
1: told me that. So we might end up maybe out and about for that one.
0: Um. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that we haven't seen yet. If I were to get... We're um, really
1: excited for The Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not a huge Grinch fan.
0: Um, some movies we've watched recently. We watched Hereditary. Um, it was a, it was cool. It was cool. I don't want to spoil it because it's a it's a newer movie. But um, I Oof. the only thing I'll say is the movie leads you in one direction the entire time, and the entire movie makes sense for the direction it leads you. And I feel like the last five minutes they just switched up what they wanted um, to do. It Doesn't necessarily make and sense. And it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really. It flow does, with the rest but it doesn't. Movie. It's weird. Um,
1: but it was, it was like good and it was like, um, it was a slow
0: burn. If you want a slow burn movie, then it's, it's definitely, I'll I'll
1: give it this is that it's one of those movies that went there. Yeah. Like it, it fucking went there. Um, like visually graphic, um, gore wise, um, for only for one scene, but it went there. It's that (laughs) scene. There's a few scenes
0: that. Yeah. But they're like, I'm
1: thinking particularly, you'll know when you see it, what scene I'm talking about. Um, and it, yeah, it, honestly, it was very, very fucking brutal, yeah. um, in that aspect, which for was kind sl- of cool. It was brutal,
0: it wasn't the most brutal movie I've seen, but yeah. I mean, for a slow burn movie, it kind of hits you harder when those moments come. Well,
1: the thing is too, with this movie is that it's not necessarily like a brutal, like, it's not like fucking saw where it's like slasher and guts and blood, you know, it's not like that, but it's like the content of the movie, like the storyline is, it's heavy. The, yeah, it's very heavy. And I think, um, um, if you have kids, (laughs) it's probably going to be, uh, maybe a little bit heavier for you. Uh, it's, it's, dark it is a dark movie like theme wise yeah. you know
0: um I don't want to talk too much more about it because I don't want to spoil it but uh the strangers pray at night we watched I thought oh, yeah, it
1: was, we did see that one
0: I thought it was fun they um, were in the
1: trailer park
0: yeah I I didn't enjoy it as much as the first I feel like they went a different direction as far as tone but it was still a fun movie yeah I think yeah
1: it was like a fun like
0: <laughs> but I mean I I love the first one the first one is one of those only movies that really scared the shit out I of me I think the thing that it. I
1: can say about that movie is like, nothing very specific sticks out in my head. Yeah. A Quiet Place.
0: A Quiet Place we watched. Um, uh,
1: we probably like it more than most people just because it's filmed where we're from, so... <laughs> We played, like, the whole time it was, like, playing I Spy with, like, oh, look, it's the rail trail where we walked our entire lives. Oh, look, there's the lake right by my family reunion, you know?
0: Which was the same for um Super Dark Times. Yeah. I, I I know, I recognize more with Super Dark Times. Oh, yeah. Super that... Dark
1: Times was literally filmed right in the town that I grew up in. So it was, like, the, like, my house was, like, five houses up from, like, a scene where they're riding across a bridge. Yeah. It's, like, oh, okay, so if you count five houses, there's where I live. <laughs> So uh, that was, it's, you know, it's like one of those things where it's just fun to see.
0: But I mean, that aside, um, I, I really enjoyed Super Dark Times. I thought it's that, that was. It's very dark. A, yeah, I thought that was a great movie. It's an
1: appropriate title.
0: Um, honestly, if I were to pick a favorite movie from this year so far, I would probably pick Summer of 84.
1: Oh, I like that. That, I was, really, fun. that was really fun. I
0: really enjoyed Summer of 84. Um, I thought it was dark, but it was fun. It didn't. So, the the big thing right now, obviously, uh, is, like, the 80s uh, nostalgia Mm
1: -hmm, shoving it
0: down your throat. This movie didn't really shove it down your throat that it was in the 80s. I mean, there were, like, some things here and there. Like,
1: it was obviously in the 80s, but it wasn't, like, annoying. Like... Um, it wasn't like,
0: let's play White Snake in what's this that, scene. And what's, like, <laughs> that sh-
1: what's that sh- show on Netflix that you Stranger watched about Things. the 90s? No, the one about the oh, 90s. Oh,
0: totally awesome. Okay, or something like that. Everything yeah. sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah. Okay,
1: that move, that show's like, oh, look, it, the song that you remember from the 90s. Oh, look at that striped
0: shirt well, that you probably
1: had in the 90s. Oh, look, <laughs> overall, it's like, this isn't that well, bad with same it. Same thing
0: with um, cause Super Dark Times took place in the 90s, too, and that was. Again, it didn't shove it That one throat. felt more
1: authentic. Like, it didn't feel like it was trying to, like, it, that movie wasn't trying to be nostalgic. That movie was just trying to be set in a certain time. Yeah,
0: exactly. So,
1: it, which I prefer, because it's like, the nostalgia factor is fun for, like, comical things and, like, sitcom-y things, I think, but with horror, I just would rather it just be, like, oh, it's set in the 80s, so it looks 80s, but it's not like, oh, we're listening to Duran Duran, Yeah, even though Dylan loves them. I <laughs> uh, like the
0: wolf is a solid song too. we also
1: saw Deadpool too oh, yeah, so let's Deadpool talk about too. the one horror not oh, not horror movie I,
0: I liked Deadpool too I thought it was funny I, I enjoyed it I was really sad a lot of I my, won't
1: ruin it but it made me sad
0: a lot of people didn't like it I don't know why I felt like it was pretty in line with the first one
1: yeah I mean with the superhero movies I think um fans of superhero movies are worse than fans of horror movies. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Like you know, uh, horror fans are very picky about what horror they like, what horror they don't like. Superhero fans are worse, and they're mean. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. I I get like <laughs> mutilated by my friends about superhero Same. movies. I, I've
0: gotten so much shit from saying I didn't enjoy Infinity War. Everybody's oh, like yeah, yeah. crucified me for it, and they're like, "Well, Justice League." It's like I okay, Justice we League watched... was We're... Justice League again was not a perfect movie, no. but. I enjoyed it a little more than Infinity War, you know. They both had their strengths and weaknesses. They both Um, had
1: a lot of weaknesses with CGI.
0: I don't think that Justice League was, like, a a shit ton better than Infinity War. They're pretty close on my scale, but I I didn't... I don't understand... Any of those Marvel Universe movies, I don't understand. The Except hype Captain
1: Marvel's looking sick. Captain
0: Marvel does look good. It does um, look really good. I, I like the Captain America movies too, and I like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. But the whole Iron Man, Thor, uh, all that—not eh, not my yeah, thing. Yeah, no,
1: it's not. And um, like, come, come at us, bro. I guess because we and get, it's sad too because yeah. I,
0: I have always been a huge fan of um, Spider Man. And like even Spider-Man: Homecoming, I just I, I watched like 20 minutes of it and I just couldn't get into well, it. Well, you weren't
1: into it. We, we never really got into the the Amazing Spider-Man movies either. They weren't I, well. No, I watched
0: them, but I didn't enjoy yeah. them. Yeah. Tommy McGuire all the way. Yeah, his
1: favorite Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Two.
0: Spider-Man Two is gold. And then the Despite dance me. scene
1: from Spider-Man Three. That's awesome. He actually wishes that he could take the dance scene from Three and put it into Two and that that would be the perfect movie it it would be he would never watch another movie again evil dead would be gone (laughs) it's it's all sam raimi so he doesn't turn his back on anyone look at that
0: so um i'm gonna put i'm gonna say um summer of 84 my favorite of the year so far what are you gonna say mandy really We haven't even (laughs) talked about it yet
1: (laughs) i mean mandy's a wild ride man (laughs) all (laughs) right well that was my intro (laughs) all
0: right so let's talk about mandy Warlock reached into the dark embrace. His fist closed around the serpent's eye. Strange and eternal. What's he
1: gonna do with that? I'm going hunting. So what you hunting? It's crazy evil.
0: Uh, So Mandy was directed by Panos Cosmatos. That's got to be a fake name. If that's not a fake name, this dude got laid. Say it like you're a white guy.
1: Panos Comatose.
0: (laughs) I don't even think that's a white guy thing. No, Um, no,
1: I'm saying it like how I would just uh, read it.
0: It starred Nicolas Cage, (laughs) Andrea Riseborough, and Linus Roche, I guess. I think that, that, that sounds right. Um,
1: Let me read the plot summary because I wrote it down. Okay. I stole it from IMDb. I like kind of simplified it because that person. <laughs> you have was, to
0: simplify this movie.
1: <laughs> these, okay, so it, it takes place in 1983. Not nostalgic, just a good plot. Um, a man named Red lives in a secluded cabin in the woods with his girlfriend Mandy. One day she catches the eye of a crazed cult leader who um, conjures a group of motorcycle riding demons to kidnap her
0: this fucking movie. And then Red
1: crafts an axe out of metal and kills them. The yeah,
0: okay. that's the movie. So, we'll go,
1: uh... Can well, I give not, my plot summary now? Well, hold on.
0: We'll, we'll go scene by scene here. So, it starts out, um, Nicolas Cage and his... Are, there, are they married? It's,
1: it's his girlfriend, I it's think. His, okay. I think. I think that they're, like, hipsters. So, it's, like, Marriage isn't cool, but, like, we'll be, like, life partners. Gotcha.
0: Um, it shows their life in the, uh, they live in seclusion. They live in the middle of the woods by Crystal Lake, apparently. I fucking <laughs> love
1: their cabin, though. Like, yeah. with all the windows, it's really weird. It's a really funky cabin, but it's cool as hell.
0: So, uh, Mandy one day, uh, like said in the plot summary, she's walking down the road, and this van of people goes by, and this guy sees her. She's special. He says she's special. So he uh, gets his cult members to get these motorcycle riding demons. Um, it's very
1: self-explanatory. Yeah, I don't know what your problem is.
0: Well, well I'm just kind of going. So
1: He offers them a, a drink that we okay, think yeah. might be LSD.
0: No, that shit was chocolate milk. That shit looked like chocolate <laughs>
1: No, milk. it didn't.
0: Say okay, <laughs> so, chocolate milk. chalky milk.
1: No, no, say it how you just said it. Chocolate milk. You, you like, skip, a, uh, like, a sound. Oh. Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. No, you don't say it like that. You just <laughs> repeated what I said. You say, like, you skip a sound. Okay, so... um. I think you skipped the
0: L. The first thing that stands out in this movie, and I think throughout the movie, that you'll notice is the visuals. Oh, yeah, visually, um, this
1: movie is beautiful.
0: I am a sucker for use of color. This movie was
1: bring in major Suspiria vibes
0: yeah but this movie i our our good friend uh david garrett jr we love you i was messaging him while we we're watching this movie and to perfectly describe this movie Suspiria, mad max and hellraiser all have a baby and that baby does lsd and
1: then they invite Nicolas cage and then so, Michael Keaton and Jack <laughs> Nicholson have a baby together, yeah. and he's in it.
0: One of the guys looks like a mix of Jack Psycho Nicholson.
1: head's in it.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... Well, okay. So, um... Oh, and Buffalo Bill. These, uh... Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so, these, um... This cult, they show up at Nicolas Cage's house, and they end up tying him up. Now, this scene, I thought... They took Mandy back to their house, but I guess this whole thing took place in his cabin. His cabin. In Red's but, cabin. Um, Nicholas Cage is tied up, and they have Mandy tied up, and I, I'm I think they drug her. They drop some shit in her eye, and they have mm-hmm. a bee stinger. It's probably LSD. Um, so the cult leader, whose name I don't know. This is my favorite. Because I'm, I'm bad with names. I want to
1: say he's the priest or something like that. But
0: um, he gives this backstory that's straight out of like charles manson so he was this musician who was turned down by record companies so he started you know preaching this is my
1: favorite scene he
0: started like preaching all this god stuff and all these people started following him now this movie or this part in specific was such a fucking trip it was weird because he'd be talking and it there was like a good five minute scene of just a close up of his face while he's talking, but as he's talking, his mouth would stop moving, but he'd still be talking and then it would turn into Mandy's face. But it's called st-
1: lagging no, I'm
0: <laughs> But it would still be like
1: They also like overlaid like they, they overlaid blues and reds and then there'd also be like the, the voices were going at full speed but like they'd have like the trail, yeah, and then they'd also have parts where it was slowed down and deepened the voice, so it sounded demonic, yeah. And it would, but like it would, like the whole. Th-
0: this movie is what I imagine doing acid is like. I've never and having done... having a bad trip. I've never done drugs. I've never done any hallucinogenic. Who's hallucinogenic? You haven't done any
1: drugs, okay?
0: Drugs, but fuck. If if I. Put this movie in VR, and that's all I need.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll never do drugs. Yeah, Uh, seriously. Put this. Go. Go send this to a rehab center. So uh,
0: he's telling her this, and he ends up like taking his robe off, and he's just standing there. Let me describe this scene.
1: He takes his robe off, and like just full frontal, like total thing out. Dick is out, like totally out. And it's like I, I don't know what he wants her to do with it. Like, she's staring at it, and then I she's. I think I know what he wants her to do with it. Like, she, like <laughs> she's like. She's like. She starts laughing, like, hysterically. Well, at she's him.
0: laughing because he got turned down by the record. But companies. it's just like the she's way also it's tripping filmed, out.
1: But the way it's filmed makes it look like she's laughing at his dick. <laughs> and he gets really.
0: So he starts, like, angry, jerking off. And then, uh. <laughs> he starts yelling at all <laughs> the cult to members. To not look at him. To not look at him, which that, that whole scene, too, I mean. Not the the dick part, but I mean, when he's talking to her and it just has all of the people in the room around him and they're all kind of just looking at the camera or looking at Mandy and it's, it's just such a creepy scene. And he's
1: totally okay with them staring at his dick until he starts angry. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it's, the whole thing is just, you feel unsettled watching it. The entire movie, uh-huh. I, I feel, this, the- which it, it's effective because it sets the tone and it it, it sticks with it. Yeah. You know? um, what I'll say that I noticed too, this movie, I feel like it can easily be split into two halves. Um, it's a two-hour movie, and I feel like the one-hour mark is the perfect mark of like.
1: Where you're the watching movie changes.
0: some. Yeah, you're, the movie completely changes. Now, what's weird is the. I feel like the second half is very fast-paced. But it moves slow. But it moves slow. The first part is very drawn out, but...
1: It moves fast.
0: Yeah. It, it felt like it was going really fast, and then I checked the time, I, there was an hour left, I and I think then the reason
1: like- being is that, like, the first... The first half of the movie is fully informational, so it's giving you all the information you need to be able to follow the second half of the movie. Because there's a lot of stuff that has to be explained. There's the biker demons, there's the cult, there's their relationship, there's Saturn... Her yeah. favorite planet? No, her favorite planet Jupiter. His favorite planet is Saturn. And then he changes his mind to
0: Galactus, which Galactus. is a fucking Marvel character.
1: <laughs> Galactus, and she's like, "Oh, that's not a planet." And he goes, I "He know. eats planets." Yeah. So, um, why did I remember that whole fucking conversation? I don't know.
0: It it sticks with you, man. But but it, it's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's the thing: is this movie? It it holds your attention the whole time. I can. I can watch a movie and two hours later not remember specific parts of it. This movie, the entire movie, sticks in my head. And
1: I think it has a lot to do with the very wild characters, and I think um, the color schemes and the plot, and there's just so much going on.
0: Yeah. So um, we're I can't gonna, shit
1: on this movie though. It's like weird because it's not.
0: So we're gonna um, I'm gonna issue. We haven't gone into anything too deep yet. But if you haven't seen this movie and you don't want everything spoiled for you. Turn this off. Go watch the movie. I wish
1: that you would have turned it off before he started. Before we described the angry jerk off scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, now nah, that's not going to be a surprise. But um, <laughs> if you don't care or if you've seen it, Jin, then continue listening because we're going to spoil the shit out of this it.
1: This one's for you, David O'Su.
0: Um, so it cuts to um, Nicholas Cage again. He's tied up, and the cult members come over, and the leader's very pissed off because he's rejected by this girl. Mm-hmm. and he has this like sacrificial blade or something and he stabs nicholas cage with it they take mandy outside in a, a bag or a sleeping a bag, sleeping
1: bag yeah. they
0: have her strung up and they burn her she dies
1: alive it was so while nicholas
0: while nicholas cage watches
1: i think he's through the window
0: yeah so um no i think he was outside because he woke up and then picked her stuff her body up and like or what was no, left I of her body. he had
1: to squeeze out of the
0: Yeah, so uh, um he was
1: tied up inside. Maybe not. He
0: passes out, he wakes up and um
1: has a freak out in the bathroom. Not yet. He goes Uh-oh.
0: inside and there's a fucking commercial on with the cheddar goblin. Oh
1: my god, yes.
0: <laughs> so this part was uh it, it was like a commercial on the TV and It's it's blown up since then. It's very out of place and strange, but I guess this whole movie's strange. But it's this macaroni and cheese commercial for like the cheddar goblin. And he's just, like, throwing up mac and cheese everywhere. On kids'
1: heads and shit. And uh, this
0: was actually made, I forget the guy's name, but it was made by somebody who works for Adult Swim, which explains a lot. But um, It
1: was really creepy, though. Like, it was, it I was strange, like At first yeah. I was like, oh, it looks like a gremlin, but, like, it is actually much creepier than gremlin looks. It,
0: it, it's strange. He's just throwing up noodles everywhere. And,
1: like, the kids are amped. Yeah. They're like, yay!
0: So, um... Nicholas Cage passes out. He wakes up. He goes in the bathroom, pulls a bottle of alcohol out, starts chugging it and...
1: Pouring it all over his wounds. Yeah. Because he was tied up with barbed wire. We forgot to mention that. So he's all cut up and fucked up. Yes. He changes his shirt.
0: So uh, he goes to... this guy's house and... Um, explains what happened. He explains what happened. The guy is familiar with the cult. Um, I think he says... This is he's, the part that lost me a little bit. I've seen him before. Yeah, like, but it was far away. Well, he says something like he saw them like, I don't know if he says kill somebody or like fight somebody or something. And it's like they, they enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it cuts to Nicolas Cage making this like
1: battle axe, fucking
0: battle axe, sword shit. He, yeah. What
1: we, what, this is what we learned from this. movie. And he's
0: like, he's got fucking sunglasses on. He's just chilling, like the most badass looking motherfucker. This movie redeemed Wicker Man. Okay. Nicolas Cage, you've redeemed yourself. Good Not job. Not the bees, but yes. Yes. Um. So then it cuts to um, where I say the the second half of the movie picks up, where he's going out. To get- I
1: would deem the beginning of the second half of the axe making. Yeah. Because you knew at that point after the guy told him like, yeah, I've seen the cult, like I, they're bad news. At that point, like you knew what he was going to do.
0: Yeah. So um, it cuts to. Oh, yeah. So the, there's these demons that are hired by the cult to they're not uh, hired, uh, they're initially, initially uh, kidnap Mandy. They're on these motorcycles. There's three of them. Um, they make
1: weird squishy sounds and they like porn.
0: There's one that's fucking juicy looking. There's one that's filled with spikes. He looks like the juggernaut from 13 Ghosts mixed with Pinhead. And then there's another one that looks like a fucking reptile person. We called him Justin Bieber. Yeah, we, we, <laughs>
1: we, we deemed
0: him beebs. So, um,. It cuts to Nicholas Cage. He's got this crossbow, and he's hunting them because they apparently just drive down... He
1: makes the, it look so easy. They apparently just
0: drive down the road randomly. He knew where they'd be, but... Um,
1: Never seen him before, but yeah. he knew where they'd be.
0: <laughs> so uh, he ends up shooting one, goes down, goes to hit it with his truck, and crashes the truck. It was so, worth it. So then he wakes up, and he's nailed. his hand is nailed to the floor, and the other one is tied up, I think.
1: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tied to a pipe. Uh, he wakes up and the juicy creature is, you know, coming after him. And he, by
1: juicy, we I mean he's very slimy.
0: He he says, "You have a death wish." And Nicolas Cage is like,
1: "Why well, you gotta bring that up?"
0: Or some shit
1: like that. Nicolas like, Cage what? is a badass.
0: I was like, "Wait, what?" So um, he ends up breaking the pipe off the wall, hits the creature with it, and knocks it. Down the, uh, there's like a random hole that goes, I'm assuming, to like hell. Um, so he. The hole, what the hell? He pulls the nail out. Cause he's a badass. He goes out. He goes up the stairs, cause this is in a basement. Um, he sees the, what I'm assuming is the owners of the house dead in their room. And he walks out and. Is this the, the part with the porn? Yeah, the creature that's, car- like, full of nails is doing mm-hmm. cocaine. And watching porn, and his dick is a sword.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> he has a dick knife, dagger, sword. I don't fucking know. So Nicholas Cage attacks. Almost him.
1: gets stabbed by the dick sword.
0: Yeah, attacks him. Um, the he ends up getting thrown against like the TV, and the thing like jumps at him, and his dick sword misses Nicholas Cage and lands in the ground. And Nicolas Cage grabs his throat and rips his throat out and just gets fucking blood pouring all okay, over. Okay, and him. then... No, hold on. So then the Juicy Boy comes back from upstairs. Nicolas Cage snaps his fucking neck.
1: Makes the greatest facial expression. Grabs a handful of Coke and snorts it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so then, um...
1: Oh, I, I tried so long to find a, like a screenshot of that facial expression he made. Oh my gosh. If we find it, we're going to make it the cover of this episode. Can we do that? <laughs> yes. Okay, it was fucking amazing. But yeah, so he snaps this thing's neck and just snorts Coke, like a handful of Coke out of his hand. It was fucking <laughs> insane. And I was like, Nicolas Cage.
0: So um he ends up finding his uh, battle axe again. And he grabs that and then he finds the drink that was used to conjure these spirits before that, again, looks like fucking chocolate milk. So he dips his finger in. And if I find a mysterious fucking jar of something in some demon's house, the last thing I'm doing is sticking my finger in it and licking it to see what it well, is.
1: Well, he found the good stuff. That's what he found.
0: So, uh, he dips his finger in, licks it, and goes on the biggest acid trip. He sees his face melting. He's fucking freaking out. So, uh, then he goes outside... And he sees the last creature the reptilian looking one standing by a burning car um he goes to attack that creature they have this big fight and uh the creature ends up I forget how he kills the creature but I know it ends up on fire and the creature as it's burning is saying she's still burning meaning Mandy because they let her on fire so um then Nicholas Cage finds, uh, this chemistry lab, which is being run by Richard Brake's character, who I think is titled as, uh, the chemist. Um, I don't know what the fuck was going on in this part. Uh, there was a tiger in a cage, and then the tiger was free from the cage, and then there was some fucking said centipedes like, all over Nicolas Cage's boots. you know Cage's it's booth. good
1: when the tiger is calm.
0: Yeah, um, there's like... Bugs all over the floor and stuff, but I'm I'm assuming that this is the guy who's making the drugs that are summoning, or you know that were being taken by the demons. It never
1: <sighs> drug addict demons.
0: I'm a fucking idiot, so a I'm sure of
1: old, a tale as old as time. I'm
0: sure that there's something very simple, but I I don't know what the point of this even was. Um,
1: add care add, add death because Nicolas Cage is going through these motherfuckers like it's nothing.
0: <laughs> he didn't kill the the chemist. He just like left him there.
1: He killed everybody. I uh, maybe
0: I'm I'm he, guessing I'm guessing that he went to this guy to find out where uh the Where to find everybody? Yeah. So um he ends up finding the house where the cult is. He, he goes into this barn. Really nice imagery. It shows all the rafters of the barn, but it's like it's so like, symmetrical and perfect. Yeah, and, and there's yeah. like
1: um, like windows that are in the shape of a cross.
0: Oh wait, no, 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 not yet. First, he fights the dude with the chainsaw. I oh never, my God. I never knew. David Garrett Jr. said it best, so I'm gonna quote him. I never knew I needed a Nicolas Cage chainsaw fight until I saw this movie. <laughs> so um, the Character that Sarah explained as a mix between Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton. Really creepy looking dude. Um, We called him Jack Keaton. Is that what we called him? Or no, this was Buffalo Bill. Who he fights with the chainsaw. This dude looks like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Um, Chainsaw fight. Nicolas Cage ends up like... Fucking knocking this dude onto this really long chainsaw. The dude's just getting cut up. Um, I don't remember how he kills Jack Keaton.
1: I don't remember either. There's too too many
0: deaths. Um, but he ends up in this, like, barn that's used as, being used as this, like, religious it's like it's, it's a church. And there's there's a hole in the ground, which he goes down into, and there's this cave system. Um, he finds this old lady who was in the beginning of the movie, part of the cult, and she starts saying, like, Oh, I'll be the most sensual lover you ever had.
1: Ew, and old lady, get away from me. And
0: uh, I love this next scene, though. So then it cuts to... Um, the cult leader again, and this dude's wearing a diaper and it straight up looks like he's fucking the wall. He's like molesting the fucking wall and rubbing on it. So then he turns around and Nicolas Cage throws the fucking old lady's head at him. So the dude starts freaking out and uh, Nicolas Cage comes in and there's this whole uh, exposition given or they're going on back and forth talking. The guy's telling him that he was given this vision from God or power from God and stuff and I really like this scene because um, again it has like the purple light it, and he but offers
1: it's, to suck Nick Cage's well, not
0: yet <laughs> it's uh there's this purple light and it's like pulsing mm-hmm. so like the characters will come on and then it'll be gone oh, and yeah, then yeah, it'll yeah, come yeah. on and it'll be Nicholas Cage and it'll go off it and Every... it would be like
1: it'll like yeah, it goes between like them being there and them not being there and then it's switching between them between purple and then just like no lighting at all.
0: Yeah, there is not a scene in this movie that I can say is not artistically done. Even the fight scenes are like mm-hmm. they're very, very well made. Um, it's not a
1: stereo it's it's not gone in sixty seconds, guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not
1: national treasure.
0: So uh um, thought it
1: was. He lied to me.
0: So uh he ends up Grabbing this dude's head, Nicolas Cage does, and the dude's like on his knees, and he's like, man, I'll suck your dick, I'll suck your dick, just don't kill me, and Nicolas Cage is like squeezing his head, and then the guy starts saying like, oh, I don't bow before you, you bow before me, and just like getting all cocky and stuff, and then Nicolas Cage crushes his head. And pops his out. His eyeball. fucking eye pops out. Really good effects in this movie. Yeah, it was if really cool. we didn't say that before. Um, so then Nicolas Cage goes to leave. And uh, he lights everything on fire, Mm -hmm. and it shows the bodies melting Mm -hmm. because they're on fire. But like, yeah, but it looks like wax. It's not how bodies melt. I don't know if that was intentionally done. It was probably
1: intentional. It probably had something to do about selling their souls and shit. Yeah.
0: But um, so Nicolas Cage goes back up. The whole barn's burning down. He gets in this car, and then it's uh, it shows Mandy when I'm guessing when they first met. And Nicolas Cage sees yeah, her. Yeah, they were
1: at like a party.
0: But then they're at uh like Nicolas Cage is driving a car and she's in the passenger seat and I know it's unintentional, unintentional. Yeah, unintentional. But the girl who plays Mandy scares the shit out of me.
1: No, I think she is supposed to be kind of eerie. She
0: looked so fucking creepy because has- it's just like her staring right at the screen and she has these big black eyes like dark fucking eyes, and she's just staring wide-eyed, and then Nicolas Cage is doing the cheesiest fucking smile, covered in blood, looking at her, and it's a very weird scene. It gave me, like, it it was kind of sad, but like fulfilling at the same time, because Nicolas Cage got his revenge, but it was almost, it almost gave me, like, the fucking depressing feels that, like, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind gives you, like, he made the very trippy, the very trippy, sad moment, and, um, yeah, it ends with him driving down the road and then it like pans up and it shows all of the planets around because in the beginning of the movie she was talking about how she's super into the planets and um, reading all these books and it shows all the planets around and it's cut into a like three-piece. Like There's a section of red, a section of green, and a section of blue as he's driving down the road. And that's the movie. Yeah. Um, so... This movie... That
1: was like the longest plot summary ever.
0: I figured we'd talk about it in depth. It's one of those movies you got to talk about in depth.
1: Um, I'm going to say the strongest thing this movie had going for it was definitely whoever filmed it and edited it. It was amazing. The visuals were so fun. Yeah, Yeah. visually it was beautiful. The plot was very weird. Um, Which, not, not necessarily bad. It's not something that I would pick. It was unique. I don't think I would read the plot summary and be like, yeah. I'm going to watch this film. But then as soon as I saw Nicolas Cage, I probably would be like, yeah, I'm going to watch this film.
0: They they couldn't have casted a better person for this movie. And it's funny
1: because it's like, Nicolas Cage gets a lot of shit for his acting. And there's weird, he does weird shit, like makes weird faces at inappropriate (laughs) times. But honestly, his acting in this movie was really cool. Oh yeah, he did really good. Uh, Like he definitely strikes you as a man in a mental break. Now there's definitely stuff that's not realistic, like him popping the guy's head like a fucking zit. You know, well, but, and the fucking demons and the demons. They, yeah, like the whole thing was really weird. It made me feel dirty. Like, oh gosh, I hope my parents don't walk in while I'm <laughs> watching movie, this.
0: The movie ended and Sarah's like, "I'm going to take a shower." <laughs> yeah,
1: like, it does. It, it's bit, and it's it's a gritty movie too. It's not, um, it's dark. And it's it's kind of it's hard to follow sometimes. And I think um a lot of it for me was that the visuals are so distracting that I stopped paying attention to the story. I think it's
0: the same as um Suspiria. When we covered Suspiria, we had said it was so visually nice and appealing. That you you stopped paying attention to the story and we didn't understand what was going on in Suspiria when in reality it was a pretty simple fucking plot. Mm -hmm. But we were so sucked into the visuals um, I, I was able to follow for the most part what was going on in this. There were a few things, like I said, the, the chemist, that whole part, I was kind of lost yeah, on. Yeah,
1: I feel like the, the storyline to this movie, like, there's enough, um, weirdness to it to make, make you be able to follow it, but, like, there's definitely details that were lost because you, because of distractions, but they're welcomed distractions, they were really, really well made, it's a really well made movie, and, um. I just think it's really cool that, like, Nicolas Cage was involved in it just because he's, you know, is he the greatest actor in the world? No, not necessarily, but he is a, a very well-known big actor, so I think it's really funny that he was doing this indie movie um, with, like, a bunch of, like, not really well-known people. Um, no, yeah, I, I I, definitely would recommend it um, to watch at least once. I don't know if I would watch it again. I, just because not because of it being bad it's just like there's a lot <laughs> it's very heavy it's, like it,
0: it's work to watch it is um one thing when i was talking again when i was talking to david about it um i feel like this movie is something it's not something that you really watch it's something that you experience so i feel like watching it again and knowing what to expect the experience would kind of get lost so you would just kind of be stuck with this plot, which is a pretty straightforward plot. And, again, like, I'm sure that you could watch it and enjoy the visuals and everything that it had going for it, but I don't think at all that it was a bad movie. I thought it was a very, very great movie. It was unique. It was well done. It was honestly one of the better movies that I've seen in a long time. But... It's not something that I think I'd watch. It's, it's kind of like Inception. Like, we yeah. watched Inception. We really it's enjoyed just, it, but it's now it's in the $5 he- bin because it's just too much it's to too watch. It's too heavy, yeah.
1: uh, and it's long, and it's it's literally... It, afterwards, you're kind of exhausted um, just because of, like, it's, there's just so much to take in and there's so much to think about after watching it. And like I said, you feel dirty. It's, like, really dirty. And I, I think a place where this would look really cool... Do you remember... Where, um we used to trick-or-treat how the people would project movies on their garage doors on Halloween. Yeah. If this movie was not so dirty, like if there wasn't so much sexualization in it, it's not, it would be thing so fucking... Well, not sexualization. It's just weird dick stuff. It was only that one part, though. Yeah, but then he talks about sucking dick, and I'm like, that's <laughs> not appropriate. So it's like... It would look really fucking cool projected at night outside. Like, super eerie. But, um... It's very dark and dirty. Ugh, dirty. The old lady's a freak.
0: Yeah. Um... Lots of drugs. It's just weird. Yeah, so I, I'd recommend it. What do you want to rate it? 1 to 10? Yeah, we always do 1 to 10.
1: <laughs> oh, it's, it's so hard to rate a movie like this, though, because it's like... Ah. Uh, I, I wouldn't I probably will never watch it again. I honestly um but I don't think it's bad at all. It's just weird. I think that Steven, I want you to watch this.
0: like he did watch it?
1: Oh fuck, did he like yeah, it? Yeah,
0: he rated it on Letterbox, I think. What did Steven rate it?
1: Um, Maybe that'll inspire me. Ow.
0: Ah, uh, he didn't rate it on Letterbox.
1: You lied to me. He said he was going to okay in that case i think if i was no it's fine (laughs) if it was solely based on like visuals it would get a 10 out of 10 no problem all day long um the plot line was a little funky um not a huge fan of the wannabe cinebites not a real huge fan of cinebites in general um but I loved Nicolas Cage's performance in it. Like I said, he's a weird actor. He's very quirky. But I love him. And uh, Mandy was super haunting. Like, everything about that character was super haunting. Um, The cult was... Like, as soon as they came on, you're like, yep, that's a cult. Um, They were all really weird. Uh, I'd give it like a 7.5. No, a 7.7.
0: Okay. Um, honestly, you know, I'm a sucker for visuals. i I had fun watching this movie and it was a fucking trip. It was trippy as hell. And I really enjoyed it. I liked how unique it was. Um, even though it's not something that I would ever watch again, I think from a critic, if I'm reading it critically, from that standpoint, as far as like how well the movie was, how well the acting was how well everything was done I'd probably give it like a 9 out of 10
1: damn yep, I'm giving it
0: a 9 That's probably the
1: highest rated movie since like the 1960s man Yeah it's pretty high So um sorry if I'm like starting to trail off I'm starting to get tired towards yeah. the end of it I <laughs> So we'll wrap I'm this we'll wrap
0: this up um We hope you enjoyed the episode We are going to try to get back on the schedule of releasing episodes every week. Um
1: yeah, sorry life has been so crazy around here. It's
0: we plan on recording multiple episodes a week so that we have some saved up. So, it's hard to say what episode we're going to release next, but it's looking like it'll probably be um our first episode that we ever did of the show. It was just Sierra and I and we very ambitiously tried to review every, every Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre movie
1: at the time.
0: Yeah, um I feel like those movies are something that, um, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, we've reviewed each movie individually. Um, Those bigger movies, we always try to do on their own, and I feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre are movies that we need to review on their own.
1: Especially because I could probably talk about the first one for like three (laughs) hours.
0: So um, (laughs) next week, uh, if you're going to follow along, we're probably going to be doing a revisiting of the very first Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974.
1: And that one is also probably going to include a fun game.
0: Yeah. So... Can you beat (laughs) Syrah? Um... We want to thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast on Twitter at Horror underscore Haven. I'm going to get back to posting on that again now that we're kind of settled back down yeah. after all the craziness. And
1: thank you guys, too, for sticking around and listening um, and waiting patiently for us to come back. Um, life has sincerely been crazy. You know, there's a lot going on here, and there's still a lot going on, so... Um, We just really appreciate your patience and understanding with everything going, you know, and happening right now.
0: Yeah. So have a good night.
1: Farewell.